Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear grain. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop, some multiplying 30, some 60, some 100 times. Then Jesus said, Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes it away, the word that was sown in them. Others, like seed sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others, like seed sown among thorns, hear the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Others, like seed sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it and produce a crop, some 30, some 60, some 100 times what was sown. Thank you, Angie. Thank you. Um, we're thinking this week about the fruit of the Spirit being kindness, but I just wanted to start with the parable of the sower. And the reason why I've chosen the parable of the sower this Cap Sunday is because Cap Sunday for me and for our church is all about good news. And as I reflected on what we should do this Sunday, I just thought that God was saying, look, the seed that is sown is always good. It's always good, and I keep on sowing it. And I just felt that is the parable of the sower to me. So if we look at the passage of the parable of the sower, we've got the sower, we've got the farmer, who intentionally goes out to sow a generous harvest. So this isn't planting little tiny seeds in tiny pots in a potting shed. Um, this is seed being scattered absolutely everywhere. And that's the thing that really captured my imagination when I was looking at the passage. The seed is scattered on paths, on rocky patches, on weedy bits, on very thin soil, on very deep fertile soil. And the seed has always got the potential for life. That's inside the seed, the potential for life. And wherever it lands the life begins. 
So we have that life beginning in the very thin soil, but the life begins because the seed is good, and that's what the farmer's sowing out there, this good news. Jesus says that the seed scattered on the path was eaten by the birds, and he explains that as the enemy coming to take away the good news. And I just felt, reading that passage, beware of the birds, and we need bird scarers in our church. And thankfully, we have bird scarers in our church. In the first service, just looking out, we've got a number of fantastic people who pray about these needs every week, and they tell me that they are, and they're bird scarers, and we need to be scaring the birds off the path so that the seed that has the potential for growth can keep on growing. The next part of the passage really resonates with the work that I do and I see in CAP, where the good news is inside the seed and it has potential for growth. And it says in the passage that the good news is received with joy, even in the poor soil. And we see that frequently. The good news comes through the door and it's received with joy. On the Alpha course, we see that. We see it's received with joy. The news is good. The seed is full of good news and it's received with joy. But the weeds can come and they can grow up and they can choke um, the good news. Or the root can be very, very small and not very deep because the soil isn't very deep. And that's the bit that we can do as a church. We can do weeding, we can do improving soil quality. I think one of the things that's improving soil quality at the moment is things like the Wellbeing Cafe on the Thursday, which, by the way, is where all of that film was filmed, because all of those people go along and pop in on Thursday. And we now have not just separate services like Steve's Job Club and My Debt Centre work, but we've also got meeting places within the community which improves the soil quality and the depth because we can't just operate within people's homes. We need to bring people together in order to share um, the good news that God has brought us. So you know what? Even in some really tough environments, the good news can produce flourishing and has the potential for life. And the bit I want us to look at at the end here, where when the seed flourishes, the growth is phenomenal. That is why um, the writer and the, in the parable, and Jesus telling the parable, wants to tell us that when um, it produces a crop, it can be 30, 60, or even 100 times what was sown. The flourishing is phenomenal. Um, it's not just a harvest, but it also provides shelter for other people. And Jesus goes on to talk about um, the parable of the mustard seed. And I'm just going to read that bit to you. Um, he said, what should we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It's like a mustard seed, which is the smallest seed you plant in the ground. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants with such big branches that the birds of the air can perch in its shade. When flourishing starts to happen, one of the marks of flourishing happening is the sheltering of other people within the branches of the tree. That's what Jesus talks about in the parable. And that's something we see. You know, the client who is sitting on their own in the dark when they start to come out and feel their own freedom, one of the things that 
that often want to do and we've seen is to feed the poor, to give back to the food bank, to start to um, offer their services to help with um, homeless people in Bradford. Because the sheltering of other people is a mark of flourishing and becoming a tree with big branches where other people can rest in your branches and in your shelter is one of the characteristics of Jesus and it's a growth. It's how we can see when the harvest is ready. So I wanted to do backwards. Forwards. I was just thinking about Gardener's World, which I occasionally watch. And I just thought, you know, Gardener's World, Monty Don sometimes has like tips for the week. And I thought maybe we could have some tips for our church from this passage. So in our kind of garden, we need bird scarers, whatever they're going to be, scarecrows, prayers, people who frighten off the enemy, frighten off other people's fears, keep people from the door of our church occasionally who might not be wanting, you know, with the best intentions or whatever it is. We've had a few of those recently. Bird scarers. Mick, where are you? Mick's a really good bird scarer. He scares birds. (laughs) In the best possible way. Another thing that we need to do is we need to keep weeding and checking for the soil quality and the depth as a church. We need to do that. That's what we're doing in the Alpha course. People are coming, they're asking questions, we're weeding out things that maybe aren't true. We're checking as people start to know about Jesus. You know, what's the kind of soil that people are living in? How can we help with soil quality? How can we add nourishment to the soil? This seed is a miracle seed. It's not like the seed that um, might get sown on Gardener's World. This seed keeps on sowing through the winter. We can carry on sowing through winter. It's not just summer sun conditions where the seed grows, just to let you know. Um, You can sow large amounts of it on paths, rocky areas. It's the kind of seed that has the potential to grow anywhere. It doesn't just have to be in special compost or special pots, or in potting sheds. It can be sown anywhere, liberally, and then the miracle thing happens. Be generous with your sowing. Don't overcalculate the conditions for this kind of seed. I think sometimes we can calculate, this is the best kind of place for me to sow. No, that harvest, you know, the, um, the parable of the sower is about seeding everywhere, sowing everywhere. Um, and then, number four, I just thought we could look out for a massive harvest, if we wanted to. Um, the crop is ready when wildlife is nesting in its branches. So just so that you know. When you see people flourishing with large branches, starting to look after other people, then you can see that the, um, the harvest is ready and the crop is really growing and flourishing. Okay. So the flourishing tree, the flourishing mustard tree, has the characteristics of Jesus. And thinking about kindness this morning, I just thought we could look at Jesus and the way he interacts with people. Because as far as I understand, kindness is about love in action interacting with other people. So we're just going to have a look at Jesus showing kindness in the Gospels. And we're just going to apply that to... um, some of the ways that might help in church and in the work with CAP. 
Um, I want to look first of all at Jesus noticing. So we're going to have a quick look at Mark 5, 34. This is about the lady approaching Jesus in the crowd and touching his robes. Um, she doesn't speak to him. Jesus feels the power going out of him and he notices her. And he says, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. So sometimes kindness is about noticing need. It's about noticing where the need is and responding to it without the person asking. Um, I just think about an example of that is an older befriender who I go on visits with. She always notices what people need and she noticed that a family um, had a, a son who's about six and he absolutely loves eating apples she had an apple tree and so she wanted to bring apples every time we went on a visit for this boy who really enjoyed eating apples and would eat all of the apples that she brought she noticed the need and one day we were in their home and she noticed his mother that she was wearing flip-flops and she asked the mother you know do you have some shoes for the winter and the mum said, um, no, I've only got flip-flops because I'm saving up to put my money into the cat plan to pay off my debts, which was fantastic, but she only had flip-flops for the winter. So we were able, through Acts 435, to get some money together to get her some shoes um, so that she could have shoes instead of just flip-flops for the winter, which is great. But this was to do with noticing. This is to do with this lady who goes to visit this family and she notices what they need just by looking. And I think that is... Part of the fruit of the Spirit working in us is the kindness of Jesus, which is just noticing what people need. Um, the second area that I just thought of with Jesus showing kindness with other people is through his compassion. If we look at Mark 8, 2... Jesus says, when he looks out at the crowd who haven't had anything to eat and they've been following him for a, a while, he says, I have compassion for these people. They have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. So I was just thinking about kindness, interacting with people, um, being about compassion. Um, just reminds me of a befriender of mine who recently has noticed a family who... Um, have a son who's in prison but a long way away and so they were spending a lot of money on traveling to go and visit this son in prison and her compassion for this family a bit like we saw with Angie earlier compassion can really stir us up and this really stirred her up to do some research into um, funding for prison visiting when you're visiting a long way away. Now, I didn't know anything about that, but she managed to access some money for this family so that they can pay to go and visit their son. And so this compassion of Jesus um, can stir something up in us, and that is part of the fruit of the Spirit. It's the Spirit working in us um, as Jesus showed compassion on people. Um, another area that Jesus, where Jesus showed kindness was in welcoming. If we look at Mark 10, 14... We've got Jesus welcoming the little children. And he says, um, the disciples were trying to keep the children away, by the way. And Jesus said, when Jesus saw them, he was indignant. And he said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. 
And that just really resonated with me with watching that film of people saying, I was welcomed in church. I wasn't judged when I came. And just the welcome of Jesus is one of the, you know, a, a kind of show of the a fruit of the Spirit growing in us as we welcome people through our doors without judging um, with kindness. And the last area I wanted to look at with Jesus um, asking a question and then listening to the answer is in Mark 10, 51, where Jesus sees a blind Bartimaeus by the roadside. And although Bartimaeus is blind, Jesus doesn't assume that what he needs is to see. He asks Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. And the blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. And I think another part of kindness, we've got the noticing, but then we've got not assuming. Um, asking what the need is and listening to the answer. This gives dignity to the person and it allows them to express what their need is. Um, a funny story, I just remembered that goes with that is uh, visiting a guy recently who's very poor and didn't have much food in his cupboard so we assumed that he might need a food parcel so I asked him if he needed a food parcel on our next visit and he said no and I thought oh. <laughs> I was all ready to bring in a food parcel and I said okay so what do you need and he said a mop and a bucket so we had some mops and buckets donated to the food bank, so we were able to bring a mop and bucket to him because he wanted to start with cleaning up his house. Um, that, to him, was really important. And the food that he had in his cupboards, he thought, would be enough to live off. But because we listened, we were able to bring the thing that he was asking for, which in this case was a mop and bucket. And I think that's part of the fruit of the Spirit working in us is just to be able to listen to what the actual need is and answer the question. So we're not talking about kind acts here, although these acts are good. We're talking about the work of the Spirit in our lives, the powerful, life-changing Spirit of Jesus, which develops characteristics of Jesus in us. And when you look at the Gospels and just look at how he interacted with people, then you start to learn about what that spirit is and how it can change people. I just wanted us to close by looking at Mark 14, 6 to 7. It was just an idea I had thinking around the idea of kindness. So we think of kindness as our interaction with the world outside us, um, which it is. Um, but I, I've noticed this part in Mark 14, 6 to 7. I thought we could read that. It's when the woman comes to pour perfume on Jesus' feet to worship him. And Jesus says, when they rebuked her, the people around her, he says, leave her alone, said Jesus. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you, and you can help them anytime you want, but you will not always have me. I was just in my translation of the Bible. It says, for you will always have the poor, and you can show kindness to them whenever you wish, but you will not always have me. Just that idea that if kindness is love interacting, then that can be kindness shown to God as well. And in this 
example, the woman was showing her kindness to Jesus. She was pouring out her extravagant gift towards God. And that is why we do what we do. Our kindness in the community and our interaction with the community is because of our thankfulness towards God. And it's also important that we show our kindness towards God in our reckless um, offering of worship towards God. That's part of the kindness of the fruit of the Spirit. The, The Spirit causes you to thank God for what he's done. And Jesus seemed to be saying that we can live both as people who serve others and people who act with generous kindness towards God. So if we think back to the flourishing tree, I think for me that is really the... I think really that's the key of what I wanted to say today. The work that we see going on around us is really amazing and at this point in the year it's good to do like a health check a kind of MOT of the CAP service and look at what Steve's doing and look at what I'm doing and just to think right now the key to what we see is not just our service going out and bringing hope to people which is fantastic and is happening all the time and we're hearing people go debt free and we're helping people in so many areas around Craven Um, But right now we're seeing some good flourishing going on, and that's through this joined-up service through Do You Know Him? and the church is working together. It's through the Alpha Course and people coming in. It's through the Wellbeing Cafe and the Luncheon Club and Prospects and people coming into church. And we're starting to see this flourishing. And I'll just leave you with that verse. What shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest seed you plant in the ground. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants, with such big branches that the birds of the air can perch in its shade. And that's the kind of flourishing that we're looking for and starting to see is this flourishing where other people are perching in the shade of those who are flourishing. And that's the work of the Spirit of God in people. So thank you.